Hey everybody, welcome back to today's episode of Big Mood, a podcast about teenagers for everybody. This is episode four, which is crazy. I can't believe that I made it past episode one. <laughs> if you haven't already, go back and listen. They're seriously so good. Uh, episode one is with Jennifer and we talk about uh, kind of just being there for each other. Episode two is kind of heavy. It's about school safety with Bryce. And then episode three, Chelsea and I tackle social media. If you have listened or as you listen, if you would head to iTunes and leave us a review. We love praise. So if you're going to you're gonna uh, show me that you like me, make it real and throw some stars out on iTunes. Today, though, I'm super excited to be here and to talk with Allie, Allie Andrews. We're going to talk some about teaching and education and learning. Allie and I have an interesting relationship because we came to Batesville High School in the same year, and we've been working together in Drama Club for four years now. This is our fourth year. So I'm really excited to talk about something new with Allie and to, to see what she thinks. So Allie, welcome. Hi. So excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, such a privilege, Truly. right? <laughs> Truly. So my first question for you, Allie, is what has your educational experience been like? Okay, so I think a lot of people gripe on Batesville because of how rigorous it can be, but I disagree. I appreciate the challenge. I think I, I'm a really involved person, so I think that helps. And overall, I just really enjoy my time here at Batesville. Gives me a lot of opportunities to grow. I have really great connections with teachers, and mm -hmm. I think I'm thriving. Wow. Yeah. I would say the same. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone looks at Allie, they're like, wow, that's Yeah, success. that's who I want to be. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, no, I would say the same. I, I feel very similarly mm -hmm. about Batesville from a teacher's perspective. Um, why are you passionate about learning or teaching or education as a whole? So I guess my history with teaching goes back. Um, I grew up really close to my aunt who was a sixth grade English teacher. So she really put that like passion in me early on. And as a teacher, she made me realize how awesome they are and how underappreciated mm -hmm. they are. So I've always had that drive, I guess to change the culture. So that's part of what I want to do as a teacher and just make education fun. I think there's so much to learn, so much to know. So I want to be part of that movement. Wow, that is so meaningful. And I'm really curious what you mean What's your definition of when you say change the culture? What does that mean to you? Like I said earlier, a lot of people think like school is challenging and hard. And I think it's tricky because people get school mixed up and they make it synonymous with like lecture. Learning, in my opinion, learning is not synonymous with lecture. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy what you do because it's not just take notes, learn your mm -hmm. literary terms. It's so much more than that. And learning how to connect what you're learning to the real world. Real world. So that's something that I want to definitely yeah. be a part of. Uh, it's so inspiring to talk to people who want to go yeah. into the career because I, I sure, I'm sure that you've heard this and I'd like to hear your, your experience. It's definitely uh, kind of a joke almost when people say that they want to go into education right. or kind of like if you, you know, when I encourage someone, they're like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, oh, you should be a teacher. And then they're like, oh, yeah. yeah, right. It's not, it's, they don't react well. Have you come across any of that? I mean, I think the number one thing people always say is like, are you really going to be able to make a living? Like, have you thought about that? You're going to be with high schoolers all day. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. This is what I want to do. Yeah, and you want to do high yeah. school? Yeah. What particularly draws you to high school? I think that when you go to high school, 
it's just so much easier to actually have like a meaningful connection with students mm -hmm. and teach, I guess, the harder stuff in a sense. And not like, I was talking to Mrs. Barnett. She was like, I like seventh grade because they're mature, but I can still put stickers on their paper. Yeah. So I guess that's kind of what I want to do, but I can't do with seventh graders. So <laughs> high schoolers are just on the other level and they're like, they're ready to learn more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even if they don't think they're capable, I found that with the right amount of push, you can help most of them achieve new heights. Right. However, kind of cliche that right. sounds. And I have found that a lot of a lot of old a lot of adults even with the professional learning that we do, like it is so much more fun to color on paper than it is to type notes yes. on your computer, you know? And I think that no matter how old we think we are or how much past that, honestly, if, if you have the right teacher who can sell it and who can make you feel comfortable in that environment, like people will, will engage I in agree. that type of learning. What are some of the most important things that you think, so let's talk about high school specifically or, or high school and adults. What are some of the most important things that you think people should learn during this period, whether it's school related or kind of personally? I guess one of the most important things in high school to learn is just how to learn, like whether mm. it be like in general, like you're a visual learner or like audible, that's also, that's important, but also just like how you can learn from the real world because once you leave here, you're kind of on your own. So you need to know what you're doing. And that, like I said earlier, there's so much to learn. And so like you can't just quit after high school. So I think that's really important. And also just how to get involved where you see issues happening. Don't just complain about them. Learn how you can actually stand up and be a part of them. That's something I see a lot happening at the high school. I think it's really important. Do you have any examples? So you say you see that happening. How do you see that happening? So on the big scale, I mean, Bryce obviously is a perfect example of that. Like he saw an issue and he's tackling it. But just like on the smaller level of the high school, like we're doing powder puff right now. And Mr. Rob was like, if you have a problem with like the t-shirts then you need to step up and get involved in it. So mm -hmm. I think that's a perfect like example on both scales. Yeah, yeah. How do you see that happening in, in an ideal scenario? Do you see people learning those kind of things in the traditional classroom setting? Is there another setting that you, that you see that happening in? It's definitely more so, in my opinion, with like extracurriculars. Definitely mm -hmm. within the walls of the school, but not necessarily in your classroom lecture setting, just because it is more structured and there's not as much opportunity for it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Right. And I really struggle with like, cause I want, I was actually talking with Mr. Allen the other mm -hmm. day and he's like, how was your day? And I was like, it was good, but it wasn't anything like life changing. Right. Like, and I feel like as an English teacher, sometimes I feel like I fail if mm -hmm. it's not like a life changing lesson. Yes. And that's so false. And that's an expectation I put on myself that I shouldn't. But I always, I think like, I want to incorporate those things into the lesson, but sometimes you just literally have to look at your literary terms, yeah. you know? But it's also like, building blocks like you can't just open like to kill a mockingbird right. and be like this is a symbol like you have to work yeah. your way there yeah and you have to you have to allow the hard part about teaching those things is a lot of times you have to allow people to come to those conclusions themselves yes. when really you want to be the one to hammer it and yeah. be like da 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 like look at this big <laughs> reveal yeah you mentioned types of learners what how would you define your learning style I definitely do better visually I have to see things or write them down like physically on paper I just I feel like you lecture to me for an hour and a half and I can't see it. It just goes right over my head. And I said this earlier, but I learn well from other people. So like English, sophomore year, we had so many discussions and I loved that because mm -hmm. you get to hear other people's opinions, things that you might have missed. Yeah. 
if you're a high schooler listening to this podcast, <laughs> you probably don't like discussions. I know that I struggle as a teacher holding discussions because I know that people yeah. hate them. So from a high schooler's perspective, obviously you're a person who wants to excel and wants to do well. And so you, you are emboldened by that to participate, but let's pick apart discussion culture and I feel yeah. myself I feel myself losing I'm like sweating. I know <laughs> I know I feel myself like getting anxious because discussions are hard but I I saw um a tweet this week that was it was something like you know teachers need to stop uh requiring everyone to get up in the front of the classroom mm-hmm. and present like think about anxiety and I'm like yes but also like this is an important skill yes. like we we have to push through and I'm curious on what your thoughts are on that, on discussion culture, presentation culture, like how do you confront that? Yeah, I think it's really dependent upon the teacher you have, mm-hmm. whether they're like forcing you to do it. It's so much different than if it's like an open environment where like it's okay to say something stupid because mm-hmm. we're learning together. But right. Some teachers, it's like I'm grading this and you need to say something important. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how to change that. I'm not that big of a thinker on that. Yeah. But it just it's all about I guess even if you're not comfortable with the people around you, just know that like once you're going to leave that classroom, they probably aren't going to remember what you said. Mhm. That's, that's yeah. my take. Yeah, or might not even remember how you said it. Right. Like they might remember, you know, yeah, they might remember. Like they're so nervous thinking about what they're going to say yeah. next that they're not worried about what you just said. So true. I know. And I wish that my classroom, I love how I've structured my classroom and, and I love so much about it, but I still like, it's hard for me to approach the culture and, and want it to be one thing when in reality mm-hmm. it's another, you know, as you were saying, I think that the culture around learning is so tied to maybe, maybe three or four really negative things, mm-hmm. maybe lecturing, I think waking up early, yes. <laughs> sitting in an uncomfortable chair And I guess I want to kind of throw around ideas of how we think that that culture can start to shift because it's so much bigger than the two of us sitting in this room. We're not the ones who are going to solve the problem and fix America or the world. But I think that that conversations like this are where it starts. Mm -hmm. As you think about school culture and becoming a teacher, are there things that you are thinking of doing or that you think would be would be successful in starting to reshape how people view education? That's such a big question. <laughs> I know. Okay. Big mood, big yeah, question. Big, big, big moon. Big moon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Explain that a little bit for the listeners. Okay, we were talking about podcasts today in my Spanish class because we were going to listen to a Spanish one. He was asking us what podcasts we listened to. A lot of people said big mood. He was very confused, did not hear us, said, what is it? The moon? Big moon? We're like, no, it's not quite Big Moon, but it should be. So that's where that came from. Yeah, so <laughs> consider this a yeah. formal name change yeah. to Big Moon. As of now, this is Big Moon. Yeah, honestly, I love it. And I love the promo, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I've found, honestly, some of the things that are most effective in building classroom culture is ownership. So giving students the ability to choose their seat or to choose how maybe the classroom is laid out that day or giving them options in here's what I need from you you decide how you want to do it do you want to do a presentation or do you want to do a video and you decide uh, when you're going to do it so there's three things I need from you you pick the order you do that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I think that as an adult it's such an important skill to be able to prioritize okay I have 10 things on my Mm -hmm. to-do list 
and I need to pick the, the top ones that need to get done and I need to sit down and I need to do those and then I'll move on and then I'll move on. And I think that we do students a disservice when we guide them too much. I agree. And say, <laughs> here's your homework assignment, give it to you tomorrow. Here's Because it's kind of like, yes, it's stressful for a student to be like, oh my gosh, I have two projects at the same time in this class. But I think that like one thing that I've really been focusing on and thinking through this this semester specifically is that breakthrough really happens when we're challenged and learning happens when when the learning gets mm -hmm. tough the learners get learnt right <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so <Yeah>. gross <laughs> but it's so true when it when it gets tough that's when we we start to learn but it requires the learner to push through which unfortunately doesn't always happen so in my opinion I feel like part of my way to change the culture is to more model the current culture of the classroom uh, of the culture that, like you said, once they leave, they're mm -hmm. kind of on their own. And I want to make sure that they do well <laughs> in yeah. that environment. I'd really like to transition now to this question that I'm kind of nervous to ask. And as I was typing it, I was like, oh <laughs> my God, because it's a big question, but I think it's so important. And this is really kind of the heart of what I wanted to talk about today, which is What's currently wrong with education in America? What do you see? Okay, number one thing that comes to mind, standardized testing, we all have our own opinions about it. It's just, it's not how students learn in my opinion. I've done some research mm -hmm. for my composition class and it's just not as effective as I think we want it to be. And so much of education has turned to teaching so students can pass a test and memorize the way they learn so they can pass the test, but they're not learning the material and they're not learning the skills they need mm -hmm. to succeed in real life. They're just learning the skills to succeed for the test. And I don't think that's fair to them or the teachers. Right. I so agree. I think standardized testing is really, it's difficult mm -hmm. and it's something that a lot of people don't really understand. Mm -hmm. And it, it is so ingrained that it's hard for us to imagine what else is out there that we right. could practically use, you know, to still assess. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people just say they hate it because it's like three hours of sitting in one of those hard metal chairs, mm -hmm. the number two pencil, trying to figure out what country is in a certain continent that you don't know. But it's not just that. There's so much more behind it. And I like, it's so easy to say you don't like it, which is understandable completely. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more behind it than what students are saying. Just like, I don't want to take the PSAT. Me either. It's understandable. But it's also going to be really hard to make that switch. Right. Do you, do you have any idea of what, what could replace it? I mean, I of, certainly don't. Yeah. I was doing my research for my composition class, as I said, and a lot of, not a lot, but some states that are switching have made it optional for like, like parent surveys which definitely is not at all on like the same scale. So they can be like, I think my student's doing well. I think this teacher's doing well. There's, there's a few more things. Mm -hmm. like, just like you can take like a big test out of the year and make that com comparable to your standardized test, which hmm. again, I guess, in my opinion, is not on like the same playing field, mm -hmm. just like size-wise, I guess. But yeah. those are options that people are looking at, whether they're good or bad. But personally, I have no ideas which I guess uh -huh. is kind of hard when you're talking about this to like not have any backup but right and I think honestly one of the things that I see as an issue in American education is that there is so much discussion 
but there's not always a solution to back mm -hmm. it up. So it's kind of a cycle where we complain mm -hmm. about this test or this, this expectation, but then there's no, no one has time right. or puts an effort to replace it, and so it just stays. Right. Yeah. I think uh, one thing that I definitely see, see as, as wrong, um, especially going back to you know Bryce's episode with school safety, there's so much discussion around that topic and I don't feel like teachers are at the center of it, mm -hmm. or students. I think that yes. students are doing a ton of work and students are being incredible with fighting that and fighting for, uh, for the cause, whatever that may be. But it's just incredible to see people say, well, we should arm the teachers, or we should do security, or we should do this to their classrooms, when the teachers' voices are kind of absent from that, yes. you know? And that, to me, kind of drives me crazy. Yeah, because you are the center of it. Like, you and the students is who it's impacting most, but yet, when it comes down to whose voice is getting heard, it's like you're the bottom of the tier. Mm-hmm. I'd like to touch a little bit on education in the world. Do you have any interest in teaching abroad? Potentially. I also have a passion for Spanish, and it's like my goal in life to learn how to fluently speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. So I think it'd be super cool to either like go there and teach English or just do something related to the Spanish realm, I guess. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I think you totally should. Because I have super limited experience with that. When I was in college, I taught English in Hungary mm -hmm. for just for a summer. And it was still definitely one of the most rewarding mm -hmm. teaching experiences. Really, if only for the fact, I mean, so many reasons, but teaching in the, in the, in the, realm of teaching because everything was stripped away. I didn't even have a laptop mm -hmm. there. So it really came down to like challenging my just like innate teaching skills right. and it's kind of like good luck <laughs> you're <laughs> you on go. your own yeah uh i would really really recommend you doing that and anyone listening to take time away from you know the norm and mm -hmm. travel or find something that will take them take them to another level because speaking another yeah. language is so important um and teaching it is a great way to do that um we mentioned uh, episode two, which is about school safety, and I'm curious about your take on it, especially with, with your interest in education and in learning. Do you see that, that issue of safety affecting learning in any way currently? It definitely, in my opinion, does, whether you realize it or not. Like, there are some days where I'm like, what if this happened right now? Like, what would my plan be? I, like, it doesn't consume me like every day, but in mm -hmm. some cases where that has happened to schools, I'm sure it does. So the, like, I think the more it happens, the more it's going to consume us and distract us, mm -hmm. worry us. Yeah, worry us. I think so too. I think that it is a constant, it's a constant occurrence. Yes. And I think that it affects learning experiences in the sense that it's something that's kind of always, it's, it's just kind of one more thing that is taking up space mm -hmm. in learners' minds. And eventually, you're kind of at capacity, mm -hmm. you know, and if you're constantly thinking about it, or even every once in a while, um, it, it definitely kind of puts a damper on the environment. It can, for, for sure. sure. Jinx. Pinch pokey, Ew. What would you say education is like for your generation? So if someone had not been in a high school for, you know, a decade or two, what do you think would be different for them? Or what, what would they experience? It's definitely more technological. 
I think more and more teachers are trying to integrate it more because we have the opportunities, especially here at our school with our laptops and mm-hmm. like your screens and like all two of them. Oh my God. <laughs> Real proud of that. <laughs> and the Apple TVs. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely being more integrated that way. It's definitely more online, I would say, mm-hmm. which can be a good and or bad thing, depending on how you learn and how that works for you and distractions and all of that. Um, I don't know. Culture, I feel like, has changed a mm-hmm. lot, too. I feel, I don't know, at least here, I feel like we're not as clicky as some schools. So. Yeah, I have heard that. Because mm-hmm. um, I think I've, I've been in different discussions with students about you know, bullying and things, mm-hmm. because from my perspective, I there's a lot that I expected to see in high yeah. school that I feel like I don't see here. And I think that that we are an anomaly in, oh, in sure. a lot of ways, and I think that, that is kind of one of them. But I think you're right. I think that culture has kind of mellowed out mm-hmm. almost, uh, become a little more individualized, but also collective in the yes. sense that we're kind of all here together. I also feel that um, the curriculum is becoming a lot more advanced not just here, but I know a lot of other schools, especially in Indiana, are integrating like college level classes. Mm-hmm. And there's always been the option for AP, but now it's like go to Ivy Tech, take a, a dual enrollment class. And it just keeps getting harder and harder. And like, I know every time I like sit down to do homework at like my dining room table, my mom's like, I don't remember learning that at all. At all. Like, I have no idea how to do that like math yeah. problem. So whether it's just like your math problem or like your computer, I think a lot has changed, especially within 10 years. Mm, I so agree because I started school high school 10 years mm-hmm. ago and we were not one-to-one we had computer labs but that was pretty yeah. that was a staple for a long time like a lot of schools did and even coming back into school I was like whoa this is so different which I already said this but it's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this yeah. podcast because I wanted to shed light on that and just just really show people how different the experience is talk a little bit about what it's like to or, or what effects maybe like spending all day on your computer has has had any positive or negatives okay my number one negative is i get headaches so easily yeah. so i don't have screen glasses but like whatever but it makes it so much easier to study in my opinion like if you just have a lecture in class and you have notes then that's all you have yeah but now we have access to like the powerpoints our teacher had so we can reference that and like quizlet is great because it's mm-hmm. not just like uh, changeable flashcards are great, but then you also have like games and study yeah. methods. We're not sponsored by Quizlet, by the way, but <laughs> I wish I will be. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> yeah, hashtag spawn. <laughs> Just having our computers and our classrooms give us so many more opportunities, and it makes it so much easier to find resources you need to study and see how you learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally see that. I guess I never consciously thought of that because I remember like when I was in school. And I would take notes, and then you would be searching for mm-hmm. the the life saving answer, yeah. and it wasn't you forgot to write it down, or yep. it wasn't there, and you were like, no, like you didn't even have a smartphone to look it up. And now I tell my students that all the time, and I think that that is another that's something that goes back to culture. Mm-hmm. Is kind of like I feel like certain people feel like they're cheating if they if they go out and search. Yes, but I think that as a younger teacher, understanding that everything is searchable, I have to make my work more rigorous so that it can't just be mm-hmm. searched. You can you can use that as a tool, but you can't find the answers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think that I view that as such a tool. And there's the whole Wikipedia debate, yeah. right? How do you feel about that? I don't... Like using Wikipedia. Yeah, I feel like teachers, I don't know, as a whole, I guess, think that it's like some blog. Kids like put like 
JFK was in SpongeBob, but like yeah. that's not how it is. I know that you can change it, but I don't think it's as demonized as right it, as teachers view it. Like I do try and stay off of it, but I don't think it's that bad. Like if you need like a date or something, it's definitely good for some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have heard teachers say that they even encourage students to use the links at the bottom, so not yeah. to use the article, but to use it as because it is like a gold mine. Yeah, you know, if we're trying to find something. That's controversial. Yikes. Uh, speaking of your generation, what are what are the things that you're learning from older generations? Not as much in the classroom, but just in general. Like, what do you feel like is being passed down to your generation or or said about your generation from the older ones? I feel like older generations obviously think that we are consumed with our technology. Mm. And since they've never had the opportunities we had previously, they feel to see the benefits of it, like we just talked about, because it's so beneficial if you allow it to be. Mm-hmm. So I guess part of that is, like, especially my grandma, since she used to work in a school, she's just telling me how much things have changed within schools, like technology and just the way, just the way things work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. As far as my generation, I think they just think we're lazy, <laughs> but at least here, especially with how rigorous it is, like I think we're. Some of the most hardworking people that I know. Mm-hmm. No, I would totally yeah. agree, which people are getting sick of hearing this. But that's, again, yeah. why I started this yeah. podcast. Because I wanted to say, like, hey, there are people out here who are <laughs> doing things. Yeah, like legit doing <laughs> things and are even passionate. Like, literally, who is passionate about education? You know, right. like, that's just, it's so cool to see people like you and, like, like everyone else who has been on the show to to just kind of show off Mm -hmm. honestly and I think that at our school especially we have so much to be proud of and I don't want people to forget that like that pride starts with the people who Mm -hmm. are here you know especially the students what are some of the things that you wish the older generation were passing down I just wish I was learning how to survive in the real world Mm -hmm. so like balancing my checkbook how to pay taxes, what the heck is a mortgage, uh-huh. things that I'm going to need to know, but I really don't know that much about. Like, we have basic personal finance classes, but I'm, like, we're just dipping our toes in the water, so I wish I was learning more about that. Right. And I think that that kind of comes down to, like, that's not on the test. Right. You know? I'm like, sorry, survival skills are not on there. Yeah, sorry, that's not on the agenda <laughs> not for <our> today. Because <laughs> you can find you can find a simile like no one's business. Yeah. But do you know do you know how to cite how to write a check? How to <laughs> fill it out? Like, <laughs> what's most important here? I guess that's the yeah. question. Uh, kind of wrapping up here, looking at your peers and your generation, and kind of tying it to education. Do you see your peers being able to teach and lead each other? Like, is that a skill when you look around that you see young people leading and kind of educating one another? Absolutely. Especially, I keep saying at our school, but I think that we're so lucky to go here. But we're just so willing to help each other. And I hope that that's the same at other schools, though I'm sure it's not at every school. There are so many opportunities to step up and lead people. And I hope that people don't fail to step up when you need to because it's so important to help others when they need to be helped. I guess that's why I'm passionate about education because I see people struggling and it just stings when like someone feels scared to help them or they feel like they don't know it well enough to help mm-hmm. them. But anything anything helps. Yeah. That's so awesome. I think that's honestly where a lot of my heart is too. So it's really cool through this discussion to be like, oh we're very aligned yeah. in like <laughs> why like yes I love English. 
but really I think it comes down to like just wanting to like be there and like mm-hmm. help people. Um, and I think that you're so right that like anything helps, like, like even just for yourself, like if you're willing to step out of your comfort zone and offer someone help, even if it doesn't really help them, mm-hmm. like just knowing that, that there's someone in the room who will take a risk for them and who will mm-hmm. answer or who will, like that's the culture that I want to see is a culture of people who are there for each other when the teacher isn't, you know, visible mm-hmm. at the moment or whatever like that. And I think that that is such a shift mm-hmm. from the normal classroom because you don't want to get in trouble for talking yeah. or whatever, you know? Do you think that it's more meaningful to you when you learn something or are led by a peer than by a teacher? To me, it's just like, it's just cool, I guess, to mm-hmm. know like, wow, a fellow senior knows pre-cal? I surely don't. Like, good for them. <laughs> big moon. Yeah, it's like big moon. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's more meaningful necessarily. Uh I guess it is in a sense that like, wow, they're learning this too, but they took time out of their day to help me learn it when that's Mm -hmm. not their job. Right, yeah. And they could just very selfishly and kind of understandably be like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's scary to it try is. and teach someone. As a teacher, it's, it's very like, what scary. what if you teach them wrong? Like, yeah. And you screw them <laughs> up for like, the rest of their life. <laughs> They're doing the Pythagorean yeah. theorem They'll wrong for the rest of their life. never know how to find the sign of this triangle. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I don't know any of those words. I don't either. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have any math teacher listeners. I literally, <laughs> so math side note, which, like, that's gross. I, we had, like, a professional day uh, last week. And we were doing, I was showing them like feedback from a survey that we had done. And some of the answers were like, students reported a 200% increase. And I literally was like, I have no idea how it can go over 100%. (laughs) But it did. Yeah. And like, there were so many math teachers in there. And I was like, guys, I'm so embarrassed right now. But like, like she just did that, but I don't know how. (laughs) She did it. I don't have the data to back that up. Yeah, I can't back that up. I just typed numbers up there. But that's, yeah, math is, like, not my thing. Not what I'm passionate about no. at all. I'd have to agree with you on that one. But there are people who are, and question mark. I guess that's cool. Yeah. Like, we need people who are passionate about literally yeah, everything. Yeah, someone teach me how to balance my checkbook. Yeah, come on, math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pick up this last Yeah. That's D. <laughs> Yikes. Um, as a teacher, it is really re- rewarding to see young people lead each other. So, speaking of our experience with set crew within the drama club, that is one of the coolest things for me. You know, if there's, like, that one year we had, like, 30 people, and yes, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> there's, like, all these drills and <laughs> yeah. hammers, and I was like, this is... I don't know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> there's just so many sounds all the time. <laughs> and I was like, is that is someone entered? Which, thankfully, no. <laughs> but it was so cool that that year, and just, just in all the years, to see people confidently not as even teaching people, but just coaching people, mm-hmm. like, oh, here's how you operate a drill. Because... And I think this is kind of an analogy here. Like, there are so many people who are afraid to use the drill because they don't want to miss the mark or they don't want to hurt themselves or hurt someone else or make a fool of themselves, which makes sense. But it's also so important for people to gain that confidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was a good yeah. analogy. I know. I'm like real proud of that one. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> my tears away. I know. <laughs> Get the tissues. But it's so true. And it's, I guess what I'm saying is it's just so cool to yeah. see that happening. And I even feel like in class, I see that sometimes um, with students helping other students on activities or like, like you hear talking going on and the instinct is like, what are you doing? Why aren't you working? Mm-hmm. 
but then you actually listen and not always, but sometimes <laughs> yeah. you hear it being a productive conversation and you're like, I just did that. Like <laughs> proud of she me. She really did that. Yeah. When really I can't take the, the credit because it's all them. One thing I'd love to pick your brain about is what are some of the coolest things that you've learned in your life? Literally anything. For example, I recently learned that it's a total myth that you eat spiders in your sleep. Like, you don't actually do that. Which what? is like, I know! I was like, that's years of trauma in my life that I am never going to get back. And it's false. I'm so offended. <laughs> okay. Someone told me the other, the other day that stretching is a pseudoscience. Like, it doesn't actually work. <gasps> And I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're like my calisthenics. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm stretching for no reason. I know. I actually, because I did like a, a stationary bike race for charity earlier this year. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal, just for charity. I know, I almost didn't want to throw that in. I was like, well, like, why else would I do it? <laughs> and I was stretching afterwards, and, and the lady was like, do you normally stretch? And I was like, well, sometimes. She was like, yeah you don't even really need to. And I was like, wait, what? Like, Pardon me? Like, I always feel guilty if I don't. Um, if, if you eat one M&M, you have to, like, run the length of a football field, like, three times. And every time I eat an M&M, I'm like, why am I doing this? I know. So you keep, keep, like, shoveling them in my mouth. I have heard that because I'm, no tea, no shade, but I'm pretty sure that we have teachers here who do that as, like, a, an experiment. Like, maybe in PE or uh-huh. something, who, like, you, like let people pick as many M&Ms as they want and then it's kind of like oh like you would have to run that much and that's how they like Mm -hmm. tie it in which is cool like that's cool education but that is such a depressing fact especially since my trail mix today had like 10 of them (laughs) get ready I know I'm like got my gym shorts on (laughs) oh one random fact that I absolutely love is that there are more plastic pink flamingos in the world than real flamingos I've heard that yeah speaking of plastic there is a floating patch of garbage in the North Pacific oh that is gosh. twice the size of Texas. What? I wish I were kidding. Go out, go out the stage. Yeah, I was like, we'll take a break. Yeah. We're going to take this on the yeah. road. Yeah, <laughs> Wheel it down. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That'd be really funny, though. She's like, yes, I can confirm. That's crazy. Did you know that polar... Polar blares? Polar blares. Did you know that polar blair... <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Did you know that polar bears are actually black? Yes. Yeah, that one's pretty common. I'm not blowing anyone's mind yeah. right there. It's, oh, elephants aren't gray. They're just like, they're just dusty. What? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, same. They're like, they're black, but they're just dusty. <gasps> what? I, yeah, I guess if you go to the zoo and you yeah. see them like. But I'm still like, how dare you? I know. I've also heard that they're not actually afraid of, of mice. It's They're actually afraid of snakes or something. Mm, which like, I'm like, no one I'm likes like, a snake. I'm like, okay, understandable. Yeah, I know. Relatable. My grown Poe married his niece or his oh, cousin yikes. or something. Also, his cause of death is undetermined, right? Yeah, no one knows. No one pose. <laughs> Did you know that there's a theory about Rugrats that all the kids are actually made up? Except yes. for Tommy, like it's Tommy's imagination blew my mind. Oh, I heard one that I was like, what's her name? Angela? Is she the one? Oh, wait, was it Angela who yeah, made Yeah, it's like Tommy died and like she created like this whole world oh, for yeah. him. yeah, because they all represent like the stages of grief or something. Yeah. Like anger, denial. Yes, like that's what it was. Nickelodeon was kind of like I know. crazy. Yeah. Peter Pan? Wait, what about it? It's like an allegory for... Like, Peter Pan's, like, an angel, and he's, like, taking the kids to heaven. Oh, yeah. I just got cold chills. Yeah, I'm like, you. 
<laughs> also, you threw out allegory, which I'm like. I like Plato's allegory of the cave. I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Read it. I love. I always, whenever I do the literary term allegory, I'm always like, I'm like, like the allegory of the cave, and it's just yeah. crickets. Like no one ever knows what I'm it like, is. Come on, guys. I know. Like it's so good. Uh, I remember learning that in college, and it blew my mind. Have you seen? Um, have you seen the out? It's like the allegory of the cave, but it's like memes. Like it's like no. like on the on the wall of the cave it's like uh instead of like shadows it's like cnn fox news like all these like news oh. channels but then outside the cave it's like all these memes like the enlightenment is like <laughs> it's like not yeah that. it's like not news it's just memes what else will there be yeah what else you can't once you reach meme level right can't get back this one everyone knows this but as a left-handed person i've always been aware of the fact that lefties die earlier than right-handed people it's like seven years or something that's like a, a big chunk. I know. It's almost a decade. Yeah, that's a lot of time that I'm losing Why? here. I need I some research. No, I think. Einstein? I know. My theory is that we are we are forced to accommodate to life in a right-hander's world. Mm -hmm. Even like using scissors, like can be difficult because so like true. you have to have the right pressure. Yeah. And so I think that it's just like the stress and and like anxiety of that weighs us down. It makes sense. Yeah. So oh, just, it sorry. just, yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I won't see you in seven years. Yeah, no. <laughs> Oops. Oh, yikes. I know. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> um, speaking of education, you see yourself going into some sort of educational role, correct? Yes. How do you see that playing out? How do you see yourself as a future educator? Okay, my goal is to be an embodiment of all of our teachers at BHS because we have the best English department, in my opinion. Love mm -hmm. them. So that's how I want to be. That's my goal. Um, and like we talked about earlier, I just want an environment where people aren't afraid to help each other and ask questions because how are you ever going to learn if you don't get mm -hmm. a concept and you're too afraid to speak up about it? And I think English, a lot of people can get bored about it because similes are always the most exciting thing. Mm -hmm. But if you let them be exciting and you're like, wow, that means something more than what it says on the paper, like that's how I just want to encourage people to look deeper, read between the lines. Yeah, I love that. I see that on like above your future yeah. door. It's like Miss Andrews, read between the lines, <laughs> yeah, that's and cool. everyone like rolls their eyes, but <laughs> they like, secretly love it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I see you being such an incredible teacher, and I've seen you definitely take on that role here at BHS mm -hmm. with like the senior leadership council yeah. or within set crew, like being one of the seniors this year, which is just that's crazy. A big deal. Yeah, and I've already seen you in the limited time you've had this semester, like kind of step up and I think that that is going to carry you so far into mm -hmm. actualizing and realizing that um, that dream or that vision. I'm going to give you some unsolicited advice okay, <laughs> on <ready>. air. <laughs> Yikes, actually I haven't thought this through so we'll see. I guess that my, okay, I guess that my advice is like never, never give up fighting the fight because it is a good fight mm -hmm. and the result is people's lives. And there's a lot, we cut, We talked about some of the things, there's a lot wrong, no matter what career you mm -hmm. go into, like there are things that aren't perfect about it, obviously, and you're dealing with people, but it's so important to keep, keep the faith, like keep the focus, because I think that teachers who students really don't like, or teachers who do the same thing day mm -hmm. to day, it's lecture, 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 I'm going to say it. I don't agree with that teaching style. Yeah. Sorry about it. But I think you're right. We do have such a great staff. And I think that part of that, and, and what I want to say to you is that 
these are people who have not forgotten why they came into the career even after an awful day mm-hmm. or an awful week or an awful semester. Yeah. Like sometimes life it'd is really hard. Be like that yeah, it be like that sometimes <laughs> on the big moon. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but it takes a special kind of person, a person honestly like you to remember. It's all about keeping the faith, keeping the focus. Some good advice. Yeah. Especially I like teaching can be draining. Just like what I've heard from my aunt. Just I don't think teachers make it a secret. Like what they do is hard. Mm-hmm. But in the end, like it's what you get out of it. Yeah. And my mom literally last night I was talking to her on the phone. Hey Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh side note, she's gonna like cry. Oh Love you, Kelly. <laughs> no, she's she's probably already like canceled <laughs> yeah. it. But we were talking about like heroes in mythology and about how like women can be heroes mm-hmm. even though they're non-traditional because of the mm-hmm. time period, whatever. And I'm always like, my mom's my hero, but she's never slayed a dragon. But like yeah. she like is so amazing. And one of the things she always gives me advice and something she told me was like stay away from like the energy vampires because there are going to be people in your life who will will suck the energy mm-hmm. out of you if you keep them in your atmosphere. And especially in education, a career that is difficult, there are people like that left and right, whether it's teachers or parents or students or whoever. And luckily, we don't. I don't deal with that a lot. Yeah. But when I do, it's draining. And when you already have a career that's like, sometimes sucks the soul out yeah. of you for a while and then you love it and then you hate it and then you love it. Uh, you, you definitely don't have time to, to deal with those people. For sure. So thanks, Kelly. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Ali, thanks so much for coming on today. Before we're done, I want to do a quick lightning round, which is why it's called lightning round, because right. it's quick. I'm ready. And I just have a few questions. The first one is cats or dogs? Dogs. Yeah. No question. No question. I hate cats. Ugh, same. Alphabet or numbers? Alphabet. Yes, we talked about yeah. English. I don't even yeah, know why sorry, I asked that question. <laughs> if you could travel back in time, what time period would you go to? Ooh. I would say 1900s, so I can meet Judy Garland. Oh! <laughs> I'm literally, like, I've, I've said that answer so much. Like, oh hello. Hey, Yeah. We were talking about that today because someone drew Garfield on my on my board, and, and they were like, why? And I was like, because she said that, like, every teacher has Garfield in their room it's for some true. reason. And I was like, I don't, but I do have uh, I do have Wizard of Oz. Miss Judy. Yeah. And someone was like, what's Wizard of Oz? And I was like. That's <sighs> so rude. I've always said that if I could meet someone dead or alive, it would be Judy. Um, I think I would go back to, like, the beginning of the world just because I teach that in mythology, and I'm really curious, like, what it actually looked like. So. I'm not trying to die. <laughs> I'll report back. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather be invisible or have super strength? Super strength. Hmm. What would you do with that super strength? I don't I would just be nice to know I have it. As someone who's um, on the meek side of things. No, I was going to say, it's such an alley yeah. answer. Like, it's just nice to have, just in yeah. case. Like, yeah, a like difficult, in my pocket. Yeah, a difficult jar were to yeah. come up at oh some my. point in life. Yeah. Pop. Uh, what's the last song that you downloaded? Um, oh, shoot. Something from High School Musical 3 senior year because I'm in my feels lately. Because you're like, that's a big mood. I was crying watching it this weekend. It's oh. so sad. <laughs> it is. And then you're like putting yourself in that position yeah. and you're like, guys, this is too real. Yeah. Uh, last one. Who has it easier, men or women? Men. That's, that's a whole cheap. other episode. <laughs> Join us next time. Yeah. <laughs> no, for real, Allie, thank you so much for coming on. It is so refreshing to have difficult conversations with young people, especially about something that is so traditionally, like, even the, even good students, I would argue, are 
from my perspective, are typically just kind of like making it through because that's what they know they need Mm -hmm. to do. You know, like it's very rare to run into a student like you who is super excited and and understands the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, and the beautiful about the world of education. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. That's (laughs) me. Well, hey, guys, if you've been listening, I would love for you to subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, because this podcast feels like a party, but the reviews are pretty empty, and it feels like a party that no one came to. Story of my life. Just (laughs) kidding. I'm just kidding, kind of. Anyway, uh, love you guys. (laughs) Thanks for listening. This has been a big mood. I know, I was like, wait, what? (laughs)